Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day, wherever you are in the world. Uh, I am very fortunate to be sat here in Mexico. We are in uh, Tulum right now, in the Maya coastline in southeast Mexico. Um, I'm here with my, my friend Jan. Hey, Oli. Jan from um, Jan van der, of course, from Language Boost, a great new language company uh, making lots of cool products. We, um, yeah, it's very, very hot right now. It must be about 40 degrees, well, maybe not 40, 35 degrees. We are sitting under the shade of about 50 palm trees, which is really, really cool. Um, and what we thought we'd do today is talk a little bit about the video series that we are creating and specifically how to make good travel videos. Uh, obviously, like the videos that we are making right now are for a, a YouTube audience, but actually, even if you're shooting little videos to send home to your friends or to your family when you're abroad, these tips we're going to give you are going to help you make them much, much more engaging and interesting for the people that you send videos to. Um, what do you think, Jan? Does that sound like an interesting topic for today? Yes, let's start. <laughs> yeah, let's start. Before we do, though, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. Of course, the fantastic italki, where you can get language lessons with professional teachers or part-time casual tutors uh, for very reasonable prices, and you can do it online, so you can take lessons whenever and wherever you want. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with italki, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. So, we, I've broken this down into seven different parts, and so we're going to go through these one by one, and each of these will hopefully help you uh, to make better travel videos um, wherever you are, or even, even if you're not traveling, if you're at home, make better videos to actually send to uh, people. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the importance of story, because to my mind, um, most people, when they make travel videos, they get it wrong by showing you, instead of actually t talking about what you're doing, you show people the places that you are. So Jan, talk about, talk about, talk about the story, how, why it's important and what people get wrong. Yeah, so exactly what people, people don't want to just see a beach or a nice landmark, but what people want to see is people want to see, people want to follow a story. So storytelling is super important. Um, another very important thing is I think to show your, to talk to the camera. Many people are afraid to talk on a stage in front of an audience or even to talk in the camera. But this is actually, I think this is very important. This is what really creates, can create a connection uh, between you and the audience. I guess if you don't talk to the camera, then for the person that's watching at home, they don't feel like they're there with you, right? They, they may as well just be watching TV or something. Yeah. But when they when they see you, when they're kind of talking, when they see you talking to the camera, they, they're going to feel much more like they're there with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we are human beings. We are social. And whenever we see a face, we feel more connected. And especially if, if you have a pretty face, uh, for example, that's why all those big, all those big YouTube channels are often... Uh, handsome and pretty boys and girls but yeah what's the most important is that you actually show your face and that you talk to the audience as if it was your friends um, that's at least the goal that's what I always try to remember when I talk in the camera I always try to imagine 
talking to a friend. I think this is what creates a, a connection. And if you combine this with good storytelling, yeah, then you have uh, good potential. Yeah, so t t tell us a bit about this, this storytelling then, because what, I guess what most people do is they go to a beach and they take a picture of the beach and they go to, they go to the restaurant and they film their food. But is that what we should be doing? Mm -hmm. So people like to follow stories. I don't know why that is, but it works. Like if you look on YouTube, like the biggest YouTubers, or not only on YouTube, also in blogging, like the people who are really successful are the people who are really good at storytelling. Um, so therefore, I think it's important to, instead of just randomly start re uh, recording footage, is actually that every time where you start, every time where you record something, they, before that before you do that, you just think by yourself, okay, what am I gonna tell now, and how how does that fit in the story that I want to tell today? And I, and I guess what you're talking about here is is actually showing the journey as well as the destination, right? So we in our videos will show you like us sitting on the bus or walking to the bus or walking from the bus to the beach or or, or whatever. Yeah we're actually showing you the story of the day and how it unfolds mm -hmm. um, because that's the only way that someone who's watching is going to feel like they are there with you and yeah. feel yeah, yeah. because because traveling is about the journey as well isn't it it's about it's about as much about the small things that you do yeah. as as the destination and mm -hmm. if, if if the only thing that traveling was mm -hmm. was the destination it wouldn't be any fun if you could just magically teleport to a beach. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but really, what makes traveling interesting is, is the journey getting there and, and all the people that you meet along the way. Exactly. A few days ago, I saw that uh, there was someone who commented on your, uh, on your on one of our videos and he said, I have the feeling that I'm traveling with you. And then I thought, yes, this is exactly the, f the, 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 the feeling that we, want, that we want to create, that someone is traveling that people are joining us in this trip and that they really feel connected to, to what we do. Another thing which is really important, I think, is to talk about your emotions. So not say, okay, we just woke up, it's nine o'clock and now we go to the beach. Well, you, you, you do say that though. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe I should look back in the videos and improve that. I think it's good to mention those things, but you should also talk about your feelings. I think this like makes it something human and makes it interesting for people to... Uh, Can you give us an example of what you might say? Yeah, for example, like when we started this podcast today, say, hey, we are sitting here, it's really hot, um, I'm really excited about this. Um, also at the beach, oh, we feel really, I don't know what we said yesterday, but it was kind of windy. Uh, oh, I think you said in yesterday's video that, um, that Tulum feels really good and you're almost not feeling home. And I think this way people do not just... I don't know. They, they, we we can touch them emotionally. They 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 can feel the video. I think. Yeah, because if you're traveling, you're with, you know, you, if you're traveling with somebody, you talk about your feelings. Don't you? you say, "Oh, this is great," or "This yeah. is not yeah, great," yeah, yeah, exactly. because this and because yeah. that. Yeah. So that's what you naturally say, but yeah. often on camera you don't say those things because you think it's stupid, but actually it's not. Yeah, it happens to all of us. As soon as you turn on the camera, you become a different person, and I think the challenge is how do you remain the same person. Mm whilst on camera. So that's the importance of story. Now, um, the next thing we want to talk about is our, this process we've developed at the beginning of the day. Because what we used to do was just shoot a bunch of clips and then at the end of the day throw them all together. But we've developed this process now that we go through at the start of every day that I think helps us to not only make better videos but spend a lot less time doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah, so what we do now is that when we in the morning we think about, okay, what are we going to do today and what is the sh what is the story that we can share if for example yesterday's video 
what, um, in, is, for example, we didn't get too much Spanish practice in yesterday's video. We have to think about, okay, how can we improve that? Uh, how can we connect to the people and how what's the story what we that we're going to share today? Um, yeah, and then instead of just randomly recording video you actually Very specifically choose what you want to what you want to record and I think that that's much better if you want to tell a story Yeah, and also, you know, if you're away for a few days or a couple of weeks then your videos very quickly get boring if all you do is show um hey, we're at a beach, and hey, we're in this, these ruins, and I don't know what. So we start the day trying to think of a specific angle yeah. to talk about, whether it's like, okay, today uh, what we're trying to do is get to this place. Mm -hmm. Let's see how we can get there. Mm -hmm. Or today um, we really want to find ways of practicing more Spanish, and then we make the video about that. Yeah. And by deciding that at the beginning of the day, it means that we're much more selective about the kind of things that we yeah. film. The stuff that we film during the day then supports the story that we want to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I think doing this keeps the video interesting. It's like bigger variety of topics. Another thing that you can do is not only share the best moments, also share your struggles. Uh, it's something people can relate to and it also keeps it more exciting because they don't know what to expect. Okay, they see this thumbnail and they're going to click on the video but they don't know it's going to be they don't know what's going to happen. Keep it exciting. Keep it um, spontaneous. Spontaneous. As well. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about equipment because I guess Jan, we are here with a film crew, right? We have uh, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of film equipment and cameras and lights and a team of people following us around. That's how we make our videos, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, the truth is um, that we don't actually have all this stuff. In fact, we shoot most of our footage with our iPhones. Um, so does quality matter? Hmm. Uh, you know, look at the proof, look at what's working for other people. I think most like of successful YouTube channels, the, 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 those, those people, um, they, they just use either their iPhones or maybe a small camera. You, do, you really don't need, it's about the content, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of quality, iPhones these days have, the quality is amazing. I mean, if you go and look at our videos, any one of our videos and every single shot that you see, um, will be filmed with an iPhone pretty much um, certainly in the second half because Jan's camera broke yesterday so yeah. <laughs> uh, so it means he was using a small little compact camera mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that something went wrong with that so we're going to be doing everything else on, on iPhones and you know it just the, the important point is that people don't I mean they don't care about the quality as long as you've got a reasonable quality where you can yeah. see things clearly yeah. which now on, on any phone you have as long as you've got that like People are what they're paying attention to is the content of the videos, the stuff that you're saying. The story, huh? The story. So you really don't need um, any particular special equipment. The camera on your phone is, is just fine. But the thing that can be more important is audio, yeah, right? I think that's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I so a few days ago we had this Spanish conversation with this girl in a bar and it was really it was really loud and when we were editing the video we actually found out that the content was not very useful and I mean we could still use it as B-roll but so therefore it's um, yeah buying like a, an external like some a clip clip-on mic or how do you call that thing I think it's really useful if you if you have if you want to record conversations in um, places where it's noisy or windy, um, yeah, I think many people forget that sound is sometimes even more important than the quality of the uh, of the video. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. Sound is more imp more important than 
the, the quality of the video in many ways. I mean, for many people this won't be such an issue, but if you want to make good quality videos, especially for YouTube or something, then you need to think about sound. I mean, for, I don't think we've actually used a clip-on mic yet, or maybe, maybe we used it once, but any time you've got background noise, your 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 kind of iPhone mic is not going to be good enough, or if you're further away than a couple of meters yeah. Yeah. from the thing you're listening to, it won't be good enough. So I mean, one of the things that we did in the video on day four was it day five? Day five. Day five is that um, Jan filmed me speaking Spanish with someone here in the in the hotel, and he was standing like five or six meters away filming from a distance. And um, so what I did is I got my iPhone and I used the voice recorder app. To, uh, so I set the voice recorder app to record, and I put the iPhone on the table in between me and the person that I was talking to, whilst Jan was filming from a distance. And then we had to just sync the audio with the video later. And that meant that in that clip, where I'm speaking with the girl in Spanish, um, the audio was really good and really, really clear. And uh, so that means that it's actually nice to watch because if you couldn't hear the audio, you know, there's no point. Yeah. watching it so um, audio is I think it's one of the most difficult things about making good videos but it's definitely worth uh, doing it mm -hmm. now let's talk about how to edit because this is by far the most time-consuming thing mm -hmm. uh, you know recording the videos themselves doesn't really take that long yeah. you know you just get your phone out and press record but actually editing is is difficult so I think Yan is better at, at editing <laughs> than I am uh, I mean I've certainly improved I, I guess the other thing to say is that Neither of us are saying that we make the best travel videos <laughs> at all. Uh, we just, you know, we are probably mediocre at best, but we do have the advantage of having edited hundreds of videos and kind of learnt those those lessons. Um, and so, Jan, what do you do when you sit down to edit a video yeah. like the ones we're doing here, when we've got like dozens of clips, a whole day's worth of stuff? Yeah. I mean, you can edit a video in about two hours, right? Yeah. It takes you about two hours. Um, what, is the, what do those two hours look like? Okay, well, first I have to mention that it's also very important to record, to have this story in your mind and to only record the things that you want to have in your story. If you don't do that, if you just start randomly shooting stuff, then it's going to be very time-consuming to, uh, to edit because you need to cut down, right? So I think, and you might, you also might not even have the stuff that you need yeah. to tell the story later. Right? Yeah, exactly. So the first thing is be selective about what you want to have in your story. That saves you lots of time um, during the editing. Then the first thing I do is that I import all the uh, all the video files onto my timeline together with the audio. I sync the what, audio. What software do you use? Uh, well, so on my MacBook, I use I do use ScreenFlow. Screenflow. Um, Screenflow, it's called, yeah, for Mac. Um, when I had a Windows computer, I used Pinnacle Pro. I found that software very easy to use, and yet you do, do have uh, enough functions to uh, make a professional video. Um, yeah, any other recommendations for software? I mean, I use Screenflow as well. It's yeah. like, it's, it's pretty cheap. It's like under $100, but it's very, very powerful and easy yeah. to use. Yeah. You have lots of other stuff, but uh, you can use like, iMovie. If you have yeah. a Mac, you can just use the free iMovie movie software. Yeah. And if you have a PC, I think there's was it Windows Movie Maker or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that one is very limited. But but, um, but you can make a good video. You can you can, you can edit the stuff and you can. Yeah, if you are a beginner and you just want to get started, I would say buy a cheap camera or use your iPhone, buy a clip or microphone, and just a standard editor on your laptop. You don't need. Uh, can do this with a very limited investment just get started and then if people like actually like your videos then maybe you can consider to 
uh, to upgrade your uh, equipment to buy a better camera. Maybe uh, do some investigation about what kind of software can be even better for you. But yeah, but I mean, just to give people and we're getting a bit distracted here, but just yeah. to give people an idea of like, what I all of my videos are made with three things. Number one is my iPhone. Number two is a clip-on mic. It's a Rode Lavalier mic, which costs about eighty dollars. I think it's less, like sixty dollars or yeah. something. It's cheap. And I use ScreenFlow to edit, which costs um, under a hundred dollars. So really, you know, it's for the price of one one meal for two in a nice restaurant, you can, you can have <laughs> a, a fully like professional uh, video um, setup. But going back to the editing. Um, so you, you start by selecting the clips that you want to use? Yeah, so first I put all the clips that I shot on my time, timeline and then I watch the clips and I start cutting them. So normally like whenever you have like a 10 second video clip, you're only, you're only gonna need four or five seconds. So it's not like cutting all the, uh, all the content that I have and I remove the clips which I think are not gonna be very useful. I put everything in the right order, in the order of the story um, depending on how I want to tell the story, and then um, and then they start adding music. I guess that's a lot. Yeah. So what I found interesting about what you just said is that you, the first thing you do is you put you arrange the clips in an order that tells the story that you want to tell. Mm -hmm. That's before you start cutting anything or whatever. You just you just put the clips yeah, in order. Yeah. You tell the story first. Yeah. And then at that point, do you start cutting the clips down and um, trying to reduce the length? I mean, do you start doing, is that the next step? Um, yeah, so yeah, I also, yeah, I would say that's the next step. So first I put everything in the right order, then I cut everything down. I think the next after, the step after that is uh, adding transitions. Um, and you can also do this by music. So for example, if a new section of your video is going to start, you start a new song, for example. Um, I do not, I have, to, I have to say, I do not really have like a fixed order in which I do everything. This is more or less, if I have an order, and this is more or less it. Um, but it's not fixed, so there is a lot of, it's like um, making a good pizza, for example. Like you keep improving it and you keep adding ingredients and um, yeah, it's, it's like... A, yeah, you, yeah, you you mold it as you, you go. Mold it, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think in terms of like to give you an idea of the the size of the task for editing a video like this, I think the the if you look at it in a kind of eighty twenty way, then like twenty percent of my time is spent kind of quite quickly getting the clips in order yeah. and telling the story, yeah. um, and that's a fairly quick process. But then eighty percent of the time, like mo the vast majority of the time is spent actually doing the fine tuning so it's like yeah. adjusting the length of each individual clip um putting it or dragging and dropping all the clips into the right finding place audio that fits also takes time right fi finding audio we we use we download um uh youtube YouTube, youtube have some like royalty free music you can download and um yeah it's called youtube audio library if you google for that then youtube audio library yeah um so yeah, but the, the vast majority of the editing time is spent on the very small details. Actually, it's like making the clips the right length, um, and then also what, what what I always find is that I think I'm finished with the video, and then I'll watch it back and I'll and I'll think to myself, okay, yeah. that section was too long. Yeah. Let's yeah. delete a few clips, yeah. or you know, or you're always kind of refining it down. Yeah. And yet, I mean, yesterday, and you started with like, what was it 16, 17 minutes of yeah. footage? Cut it down to five and a half. Yeah, so you cut out like two thirds of the stuff that you. Yeah. That you make even though we were very selective uh, shoot to shoot footage to choose the footage that we wanted to shoot it's just like um 
writing a good blog post, you know, I often will have, say, 2,000 words written, and that will end up in the final version after editing being less than 1,000 or something. Because you, you start off with broad brushstrokes and then gradually refine everything as, as you go. Um, and then, yeah, so like any, any, other, any other last kind of tips that you give to people um, about making, making, making good videos? I guess we're, we're talking really now about the most important things that anybody can do. Yeah. I would say if you want to start making videos like, uh, like we do, don't go, to, uh, don't, go to shop, don't go to the shop and buy f equipment for thousands of, of euros, but instead use the materials that you have, use the phone you have, buy a clip-on mic, that's always a good investment, and look for software that's already on your laptop. Get started, make sure that you film yourself as well, that you tell a story, that you share your emotions, and then yeah, get feedback from the people. Ask them what they think. Uh, they find it interesting. Ask them how, for ways you can improve. Oh, so um, send send the video to a friend once it's done and ask them. Hey, what, what did you give me some honest feedback on this? What do you what do you think? Yeah, I'll just put it on YouTube. Maybe you might not have an audience yet, but you can also ask in your video for feedback. And <laughs> followers are always there are always a few followers who are very happy to get feedback and then learn on the way. Just get started. It's with anything else. Yeah, and one of the things that I often do is actually watch other people's videos yeah. and just observe how they are making their videos and try to learn from that myself. Like yeah. One of the best educations is simply just watching other people's yeah. videos. So, um, yeah, one last tip. Um, of course, I hope that you learned things from this podcast, but there are also people who are much better at video editing than we are. Uh, go to YouTube and search for how to make a travel video. I also got some really good tips from, uh, from these kind of videos. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. Um, so I hope that was useful. That's given you some ideas about, um, even if you just take one of these ideas and think about it next time you make a video, um, hopefully that will help you make more engaging videos whether you are putting them on YouTube or whether you are sending them to your friends or, or family back home they will certainly uh, appreciate it um, now what we're gonna do is put a link to everything we've talked about we've mentioned a lot of equipment here we've mentioned some software and we're gonna put a link to all of that in the show notes So, if you'd like to uh, see all of the equipment that we use uh, I'll put links to all of it um, probably to link it link to it on Amazon uh, so you can find it quickly uh, to see that, go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash episode 197. That's IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash episode 197. And you will find a link to all of that stuff that we've mentioned here. I mean, it's really crazy these days. For very little money, you can have a great, uh, a great set of equipment for making professional quality videos. So uh, we're living in exciting times. So I hope that was useful for you. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Bye-bye, and greetings from Mexico. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.